Welcome to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. From courses and tournaments to players and personalities, this is your home for everything Mississippi Golf. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Paul and Matt. Matt, welcome back to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. It's been a minute. How are you? It's good to be back. It has been a minute. There's a... you know, we took a little break. Golf world took a little break. We had, you know, life got a little hectic there at, at over Christmas and kind of end of the school year and, and just, you know, figured it was just time to get things going again. We've definitely got some stuff to talk about this week that's going to be, uh, you know, we had had a good week in golf for us last week. Yeah, it was it was it's fun fun to be able to get some golf back, fun to be able to watch a playoff, and, and the Mississippi boy took home a – Took home a championship yesterday on the Corn Ferry Tour, and we got lots more to talk about. So, but I think probably to get started, I think we hit there on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and Hayden Buckley, one of our previous guests, and hope to get him back on the show again soon. One yesterday afternoon at the Lecom Suncoast Classic on the Corn Ferry Tour, he won on the on the first playoff hole, um, which was super fun to watch. I wish to. I wish the Corn Ferry Tour would do that all the time on Twitter. They just kind of broadcast the playoff hole, and it was it was pretty fun. I hope hope to get to see. Yeah, some I would more. like to love to see more of that. We've talked about this in the past, to where you know, there's so much good golf out there with these these guys, and there's such I many big names, and you know, for us watching these local guys out there, it, it'd be great to see. Even if PJ Tour Live would pick this up, or you know, it was good to see them at least trying to to show this on on their their Twitter page and you know that that's a start so maybe that's a start of something a little more consistent and we'd love to see more of that but yeah Hayden Buckley and it was quite a story and that 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 even he was even playing this week yeah he was um he was the first alternate into the the Latin last man into the field showed yeah. up at six o'clock on Thursday morning. Didn't know if he's going to have a spot or not. I think he awesome. didn't as of like 15 minutes before his tea time. I don't even know what happened, but somebody pulled out and, and he said, I think he, I got read, he, he hit like 10 balls to warm up and he was just had way out of his normal routine to come in and expect to play well. And he came in and played well. Yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of a crazy, I remember seeing some stuff last week on Twitter about it because it was kind of a crazy alternate deal where there's a couple of guys that, that withdrew late and there were some some guys who would have actually gotten in that couldn't get back and they weren't getting the text from the tour. And, you know, I think so, I read a story about a guy that had left and was trying to get back because he thought Hayden was going to be the last guy that got in, but then two guys ended up withdrawing on Thursday morning. Just crazy. And then they didn't even end up playing with a full field. They played a man or two short. Yeah, so that shows – I mean, Hayden took a risk showing up and doing that and showing up that morning. And I guess if you're first alternate or even first or second, I mean, it, it's worth the, the gamble to to just in case your name gets called. Because for him, and these starts are precious to him because he doesn't have well, – up until now, he does not have full-time status on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, you know, any start at this level for him is a big deal. And he made the most of it, no doubt about that. Yeah, he definitely did, and that's fun to – Fun to see, you know, that is definitely the Cinderella story of the week, but but we've been following Hayden for the you know, for the last over a year at this point and and what he does is, is he can he can play golf, he can go low, and he can he can win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean his his he thirteen under, there was I guess 
two others, it was a three-man playoff. He shot 68, 65, 68, 70 to win. And, yeah, for him, a, a good payday that – you know, we'll go a long way to keep him out on tour and make things a little more comfortable for him. Yeah, not not only go a long way, you know, money wise, but also, you know, frees up his his schedule, gives him a schedule, gives him yeah. full status. On status the is huge at this point for him because it takes all the guessing out of a week to week, you know, qualifying and Monday qualifyings for corn ferry tours. All that's gone now, so he can play with confidence that you know he's got the rest of the year to get. Now he's still going to have to play well to get in that top twenty five, um, but. He's got it made a great start on what's now the, the first tournament of 2021. Yeah, and we've talked about it. You know, we've talked about it a lot here with this basically this two year circuit of the Corn Ferry Tour. It's going to make it hard for guys to to get their get their tour card because there are going to be a lot of guys trying to get into that top 25. There's going to be a lot of guys that win tournaments. There's yeah. going to be a lot of guys that win tournaments and don't get. Yeah, winning once is not enough when you've got basically two years of tournaments where you know you're going to have. 40 plus winners i would imagine um you know he's still gonna have to do some work to get in that top 25 then you got the playoffs you know he's he should be set to make it in the playoffs and he had there's another round of 25 cards there so he's taking a big step in the right direction of being able to get that done and you know now you know there's one goal checked off he's got full status so now the next goal is is the big the big tour um and and he's made a big step towards towards doing that yeah getting you know, for him to fulfill that dream of making it on the PGA Tour, you know, he's not going to stop working. And he just – we we know Hayden is a grinder. We know he wants to get out and play every single day he can. So what do you do the day after you win a Corn Ferry Tour event? I mean, he, I saw a picture of him this morning at the um, at the Monday qualifier for the Puerto Rican uh, event on the PGA Tour. I don't think he made it through. But, you know, just to get up and, and head out to the Monday qualifier, it's kind of nice to not have to worry about – where that money's going to come from or any of that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. Hey, I've, I've got the funds to be able to try. I might as well. Well, I, I bet you'll see him doing more of that because now before he was trying to get money qualifiers even to get in the Corn Ferry Tour. So now I think he can do that a little more openly and without worry of, you know, I, I could miss a Corn Ferry start. Let me just – I know I'm in this week. Let me go take a shot at, at the big tour and just see what happens. Yeah, and as we take a little bit of a look, you know, kind of at the stats from the week and how – how he played, and, and he even said, just kind of watching some interview stuff, that he didn't putt particularly well, and the stats played that out. And I think if I was – as I was kind of trying to watch just, you know, yesterday afternoon on Twitter and see as the – you know, as as it was coming down, I when I logged in just trying to, you know, kind of watch the scores on Twitter, I mean, he was down two strokes. And then the guy he's playing with, you know, double bogey number 17, and I think – I mean, Hayden was probably inside of 10 feet on 17 to make a birdie. Didn't yeah. get a one outright and didn't make that. Played 18, made an easy par. And then, you know, on the playoff hole, which was really fun to watch, all three guys had really good shots off the tee. And all of them had, you know, inside of 25 feet for birdie. But Hayden did a great job, stuck it to about inside inside 10 feet and made a made a little curling putt. And it was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, just looking at his stats, I mean, he hit the ball – Really well. I mean, driving distance, he was third at 317. Fairways hit, tied for 21st with 82.7%. He missed he missed nine fairways all, all week. Um, greens and regulation, he was tied for first. 86.1%. He missed 10 greens the entire week. 
He was one out of two in sand saves, and then putting was where it it was middle of the pack. His four round total average was thirty one and a half putts, tied for sixty second. And that that fourth round, he had thirty four putts in that last round. So I mean, one or two of those going in would have made. I mean, he would have been an outright winner and not needed a playoff, but. Um, hitting the ball really well, but he made the putts to count. And I, and you know, I saw an interview that you're talking about at, at you know, in the playoff hole with you know a ten foot putt or so. You know, knowing that this is a life changing putt, and knowing that yeah, yeah, I can miss it and I'll have another playoff hole, and it's not over. But he said the feeling of knowing and accomplishing and making the putt was incredible. And you know, that's that's a lot of practice and perseverance and, you know, coming in and in the clutch. And that's exactly what I think he's done a lot in his career. And he did it on the, the huge stage. That was a career changing event for him. Yeah. And if we go back and take a look at just, you know, you heard a lot, you know, I heard a lot. I'm sure people saw a lot on Twitter. I mean, that he, you know, got the opportunity to go play at the university of Missouri for a 2% scholarship, just a book scholarship. But if you really look at the way, he played, and if you, I mean, even go back and listen to our old interview with him, I mean, he, he'll he even say he wasn't much of a golfer coming out of high school, yeah. and he learned to play a lot. But something that he has learned to do and something that he can do that not everybody that's really good at golf can do is he can close out a tournament and he can yeah. win. If you think about it, he won at Mizzou. He won on the Canadian Tour. He won in, you know, in some amateur event, not amateur events, but won in like the, the Florida. A couple of the mini Coast tours, League, yeah. Mini, yeah. you know just trying to get out there and play and what what he's proving is that he can win when it when it comes down to it when his game is good he can win and i think that's not something that everybody can do yeah no he he's a grinder and and you know it he shows up when it counts and, and he makes the putts when it counts yeah his putting stats weren't very good but he made the one that counted and he won the tournament yeah. and that's all that really matters yeah and he and he knows that and he knows he knows full well of that and that's you know, you look even if you you know we switched to the to the big boy tour on the PGA tour. I mean, Max Homa did the same thing yesterday. Yeah. Like he did, he missed a he missed a short one, and that could have I mean, for so many golfers, that could have just been a no self doubt. destruction. It, 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 yeah. Just no way. And then you hit it behind a tree. Yeah. on a playoff hole, nothing. You know, just I'm just gonna keep grinding. I'm 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 good enough to do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna win this. And he you know. He eventually ended up winning as well, and that's what. There's just something different about guys who can get out there and win at any level on any given week. You know, there there are the guys, there are the Dustin Johnsons, there's the Tiger Woods, there's those guys who are going to win all the time because they are that much better. But then there's this, the pack of the rest of professional golfers who, when it when that that heat gets turned up, like they don't always win. Yeah, they make a big check, but. They, they, they can't always finish, and it's fun to see a, a guy like Hayden who has grinded for so long, you know, know how to finish tournaments, and it's just, just adding to the bank of things for him to draw on in the future as, you know, as these opportunities present themselves more. Yeah, and this is going to give him a huge amount of confidence going into the rest of this, this year, and, you know, I think gives him a good chance to get on tour next year. I mean, <clears throat> you you make these things through years of experience and trials and, and tribulations and make it to putts. You, you miss some putts along the way to be able to have that mental capacity to step into a putt knowing I got 10 feet to change my life and pulling through and, and getting it done. Um, 
So, yeah, and that's what separates the great players from the good players on tour. It's such a fine line, but having that grit and just the closing, you know, that 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 makes all the difference. No doubt. And that's, you know, congratulations to Hayden on a great win. Hope you hope you had a chance to celebrate. Um, hope, you know, they've got a few weeks off now. I think the next event is is in Louisiana in about a month. Yeah, it's a couple um, weeks to a month away. There's a pretty big gap in that schedule. So um, guys have been itching to play, and they get to play, and then it's like, oh, yeah, hey, we're going to take them another month. Yeah, it's, that does stink for them. I'm not sure if there's if there's events that, you know, aren't happening or if there's there's definitely room to add some tournaments to the Corn Ferry event. This is kind of typically in the Corn Ferry season, The you know, that South American swing so obviously yeah. they can't go you know, I mean, yeah that's true. right because they do start with the the they play gosh, a few, panama, panama columbia columbia yeah none of, of mexico couple, like just there's a lot of things that, that aren't happening corn ferry tour wise this year but they're gonna they're doing a good job there there's a full full schedule coming up um and so all of these guys that are out there all the mississippi guys that are out there they've you know they've they've made it this far in that yeah. in that two year grind, and now it's really time to to really get to work. Yeah, we had some other guys play well this week too. It wasn't just Hayden. I mean, Chad Ramey finished eleventh, and you know, Braden Thornberry finished fourteenth. So I mean, three of our really three out of our five guys, and Davis went far behind twenty third. So really, four out of our five Mississippians were top twenty five. The only one missed out was Randolph. Um, he missed the cut, um, but yeah. Four of our guys in the top twenty-five. The first one out of the gate. That's that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong too. As I'm kind of looking at the looking at the list of folks in. I mean, there. This isn't just you know. This isn't a random you know just off week event on the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, you just look down the list and you see Ollie Schneiderjans, who has played on tour for a long time. I saw you know you see Tommy Ganey down there. Yeah. I saw Matt Every <laughs> on the list. I saw there's just. This was a. This was everybody because they're all itching to play and being the first event, they're all showing up for this week and you know this, and the quality of play as we've talked about in the past is really strong and it's unfortunate that we don't get to see more of this and watch these guys as they become PGA Tour players, you know, kind of getting to watch more of their story along the way because it is it is a great tournament and and they play their games are incredible and it's such a fine line from here to PGA Tour that. Uh, definitely wish we could see more of that um, process for these guys. Yep, no doubt. And it's, you know, it's just, it's fun to watch and it's going to be a fun season to watch. It's going to be, you know, it, it's just going to be fun to watch as they make the, make the loop. They've kind of made the, you know, like we've talked about there in this home stretch of this two year deal. And it's time to see who can see who can get in that first 25 on the money list and then who's going to get in the playoffs and get in that next 25 so it's just there's just a lot to play for yeah there is it's it's gonna be a lot of fun and and not only not only professional golf we've we've got some college golf kicking back off and you know we've got the Ole Miss women are leading right now in in Florida going into the final round Mississippi State women are there as well not playing as well but they are they're there as well I know we had Mississippi State the men played Last week, two weeks ago, I, there's there's no telling when it was. Cause yeah, we a couple weeks ago they were down in Gainesville for the University of Florida's tournament. We had this winter Armageddon <laughs> and just we lost another week of our lives. Yeah, and there was the Ole Miss lost. They had a match play event scheduled in Oxford with uh, I think UAB was it UAB and La Tech. Yeah, I think a cut. Yeah, so I mean, that's good, right. good programs come in for a match play that obviously with who knows how many inches of ice that didn't happen. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, so they're they're set to go to LSU this I think starts Thursday or Friday of this week. Um, so that that'll be a great event. And you know, these guys are used to traveling at this time of year too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back and look at the old Miss the season, you'll see Cabo and Hawaii thrown in there, and those are not happening right now. Those are not on the list. You're going, you know, trade Cabo for Baton Rouge. I mean, that's great, but not you know, quite the same. Not quite the same deal, but but it's all right. So Ole Miss and State are heading there. I know Delta State is playing right They're playing now. in Georgia at Georgia Southwestern. Their first round was today. They're, you know, they're coming in preseason top 15 ranked. So looking for good things there. I know Mississippi College hosts theirs at Lake Caroline in a couple weeks. So everybody's kind of getting going and, and, you know, just hoping to have as normal a, a season. You know, nobody's really traveling. Most people are playing all in-conference tournaments, which for them is not normal necessarily because especially for the SEC guys, they're used to to being able to pretty much go all over the place. I know Ole Miss always went to California and then, you know, Cabo and Hawaii and, and all those. So they're sticking them a little bit closer to home, a little more driving distance. But, again, for them, just glad they can play and have a, more or less a normal season. Yeah, no, you want these guys to at least – I'm just glad they're being able to get back out there and they're letting them letting them get out and play. And, you know, these guys are – yeah, you're going to miss playing in Cabo. You're going to miss playing in Hawaii. You're going to miss those things. But you're – in the end, if you want to keep playing, I don't think any of these guys are going to – this season's going to count against any of them if they want to – you know, if they want to keep going. Yeah. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to see how – how the you know how all of the teams play, whether it's the Ole Misses and the states and the Southerns, or if it's the Delta, you know the Delta states and the Mississippi colleges, or some of the some of the uh, NAI, or even some of the junior college programs. Yeah, they're we've just, got a lot of good programs in the state right now that that you have a chance to make a run in the in the postseason for for their different levels. So I think there are high expectations going into this spring season uh, with with some success. Um, you know, expectations for sure going into the the rest of the season. Yeah, no doubt. And well, kind of really the only other big piece of news that we were gonna gonna talk about tonight was was some big changes in the in the USGA that that the RNA and the USGA made about uh, people's amateur status. And it's, I mean, it's pretty big news in the golf world. Yeah, and no, I think it it has a lot to do with prizes and you know less ways you can lose your amateur status which i know kind of was a lot of gray area even in some of those with uh, i think the, the biggest part of that is has to do with with how you can receive prizes for whether it be tournaments or fundraisers or whatever to where i guess really now you're going to be able to, to receive cash up to a certain limit and not just the you know pro shop credit you're used to getting from whatever golf course you happen to be playing at um, so I think that potentially could really change the landscape of some amateur events and, you know, having some prize money offered is, is really huge. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really big. And that's what reading the article from the USGA website, it, it looks like really what they're trying to do is, is like you said, the, the amateur status deal has been such a gray area over the years and, and the USGA and the RNA are trying to maybe simplify it a little bit. And so setting a prize limit for the event or for the, you know, for the players instead of no cash, only, you know, only gifts or any of that kind of stuff. And so basically as I'm looking at this article, it says the proposed new rules are only three acts that will result in a golfer losing their amateur status. And those are 
accepting a prize in the excess of the prize limit, accepting payment for giving instruction, and accepting employment as a golf club professional or membership of an association of professional golfers. So that really does like that. It's pretty easy to know if you're an amateur. Yeah, that that, that that helps a lot. And you know, I I don't and I don't know if it clarifies. You know, the the prize limit is that going to be with it going to be set per event? I wonder if each one's going to be a little bit different, or if that's going to change based on what type of event it is. Yeah, and I I think these are all proposed rule changes, so I'm sure there'll be some more, you know, concrete lines and numbers drawn with it as as they go. Um, but it looks like another another way that you know some of the things this this will do is um, there's there's always at these amateur events some long drive competitions, some putting competitions, all of those things. Those will not count against the prize limit anymore. Um, they're really only taken into effect the like from the tee into the hole, like the actual playing of the tournament. Those are the things that you can have where the prize limit is. Yeah, because I think there have been some times where you may get a hole in one, you may win a car, mm-hmm. and that you know you have yeah. to make a decision: do I to accept that? I have to technically turn pro, but yeah. really, I just hit a lucky shot in my chamber yeah. of commerce event mm-hmm. that you know, and that really is who did that? Somebody did that. That J- that happened. Jason, Jason Bone or Scott Stallings, one of those guys, made a hole in one, and then just like, all right, I'm going because they won a million dollars. Yeah, and they turned pro. So that and it's nice to see the USGA making things simpler instead of more mm-hmm. complicated. That, that's not something they've always done. And the the one that you know, kind of the the one as I look at it that could get a little sticky would be they they're proposing the the eliminating all sponsorship restrictions. So it could get a little sticky. I mean, sponsorship stuff. You know, we've always seen it in baseball and basketball and football with with younger yeah. athletes like how that sponsorship stuff works and the stories you hear i mean it probably but there just could be i think there could be some issues that arise from sponsorship deals with you know some of these top rank amateurs because they're and really even down into the junior golf categories i mean it could potentially be some of your top juniors could have some club deals and yeah. you know if there's a a dollar figure limit or they could You'll have clothing deals with somebody, and, and you know. So you're right; it doesn't fully explain what that I think looks like, or if there are any you know monetary limits or anything like that. But I mean, it does open them up for, especially you're right, those top end amateurs and college guys to to maybe get a little a little piece of the of the action in some ways yeah. with with um, you know either equipment or or money, whether it's cash money. I don't I don't know. It doesn't fully understand it or clarify that but um there's those are big changes from what it was before there's there's no doubt about that yeah and i think it's i think they're good changes all in all i think they're really good changes and i think they're things that are going to make you know they're they're trying to simplify the rules they're trying to make it where it's not so limiting to you know the i the word on the word around golf has always been is it's a privileged sport yeah um and this and this may free up some of that you know, some of that to, to open up the doors for, for more and more folks to compete and, and have them having a the chance to, to make a little money and, and to do things like. I hope so. Like and I hopefully that's part of the idea and reason to do this is, is to just take just the extra red tape and, you know, gray area and, and you know, let people, if they, you know, 
let the amateurs win a little bit. And and there's nothing wrong with, you know, $500 or something or other, or, or you know, because everybody gets tired of the pro shop credit, especially if you play the same courses over and over again. You can only get it, so many pro Yeah, games, or right? you can only get so many golf balls or dozen balls that you have stacked up in, you know. So for the people that play in a lot of these events, I think it's it's huge to – just free that up and just, you know, let these tournaments be creative too. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I think that'll get more people wanting to play, knowing that maybe could win a little money instead of just getting, you know, a couple shirts out of the deal. Yeah. And I think too, like it's not going to be, there's not going to be some crazy limit of $10 million, you know, like no. it's not going to be crazy, but it's, you know, but like anything said, is a big it just change. Makes it, it makes the change is good. And I'm excited to see how it, you know, how it plays out here in the, you know, in the days ahead. So, but yeah, we are excited to be back getting some Mississippi golfer podcast stuff done. We're excited to be back and do that. We'll, we're going to try to catch up with some coaches some players. We're going to try to do, keep you up to date on the college golf, on our pro guys, on our amateur stuff, on our junior golf. Um, if there's stuff you want to hear, please let us know, reach out to us on, the social media channels reach out to us any way you can. We'd love to to hear what you what, what y'all want to hear out there. Matt, anything in closing tonight before we head out? No, I think it's you know looking forward to hopefully some better weather and, and getting getting a little more golf going. There hadn't been a whole lot of playing going on in the last month or so, and you know we got college season we got high school season about to get going and you know there's there's a whole lot of slopping around out there right now with all this ice and stuff melting but hopefully that'll pass and we can get back to our normal nice 70 ish weather that we're supposed to have in 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 the south so let's let's get to the good weather let's get out on the course and we will uh we'll see y'all soon we'll talk to you next time thank you for listening to the mississippi golfer podcast Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more? Find us online at msgolfer.net. And also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.